0: Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of
1: inspiration.
0: Hello to all. Welcome to Diva's A Care Network. I am Joyce Denning, and I will be your host for this invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I want to thank each one of our listeners that have tuned in live today and the ones that will be listening to the recording on the podcast. I am so very grateful for each and every one of you. And you are all in for an incredible show today, as I have with me a returning diva, Gia Raquel, and her and I are going to chat about airs above yoga. Oh my, is this going to be a special show? Gia, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today?
1: Absolutely, and thank you, Joyce, so much for having me back. I am honored, as always, to be a part of robust lifestyle and even more excited to speak a bit about my yoga practice and um airs above yoga, how I came up with the name, what it means, et cetera.
0: Oh oh, gee, I am so excited to have you back on robust lifestyle show so and yes. I am excited to hear all about Heirs Above Yoga, what exactly that means, and how you came up with that name. Because I'm like, Airs Above Yoga, okay, there's got to be a meaning about about this name. So I am as intrigued as the listeners to hear all about it. So I will just let you start with where you would like to share with the listeners about maybe how you came up with this name.
1: I would absolutely love to. So as you and I are both um, what I will call horsey ladies, affectionately, um, there is a dressage term called airs above the ground. And the short version is that it represents any manner of equine movements where all four of the horse's feet are hovering above the ground. In we could get very deep into it, but I will just leave it at that. Um And my very first private client as a yoga instructor, where well before I had the name, happened to be a dressage writer. Um, one of my favorite people, and someone who was very inspirational to me. And because of that, when I started toying with names for the business, I liked a couple things about airs above. One, I think that if, if you're an equestrian, you may have a gentle sense that you've heard that before. And two, if you're not, it kind of gives you an idea of what I hope yoga does just in the essence of the practice, which is to rise you above the ground, rise you above the day, rise you above all of the dust that tends to drag you down. So for me it was kind of a multi-pronged approach if that makes sense. Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I love that. Oh, what what a great way to describe how you came about that and it sounds it came through you being with the horses and through a coach that you had and oh that is that is the best way to come up with a name because what a meaning that holds behind it for you personally in the ways that you have described what airs above yoga means oh that is beautiful well how have you always had this love for horses and yoga or was there some moment in your life that you were like wow this this is what i want to do and the horses have been a part of my life, or how did, how did all that transpire, dear? Yeah.
1: So I was very, very blessed as a child. I grew up in horse farm country in New Jersey, and mm-hmm. I remember we had a very small farm, and we had some horses boarded there. I remember the horse's name was Favorite because it's a perfect name for a horse, and mm-hmm. I think I was Four years old, and the and it was kind of the first time I rode a horse and the first time I unceremoniously fell off the horse. Um, But (laughs) the owner said, "Oh, let's just plop her up there." And so they put me up. I don't think and P.S.A. always wear a helmet, but I didn't have a helmet on because it was very impromptu. My parents were there with the horse owner, and they kind of just sat me on the horse's back and is. And she had this beautiful German shepherd, the woman that was boarding with us. And we had a hedgerow. And as the horse is grazing and I'm sitting up there and my parents are chatting with this woman who boarded with us, her dog comes flying out of the hedgerow. Oh. spooks <laughs> the horse and I fell right off the horse, right on my back and winded myself for the very first time at four years old. And I think I cried, obviously, as any four year old would, and then, as soon as I caught my breath, I said again, <laughs> so at that point, I'm fairly certain my parents knew they were in a whole heap of trouble, um and I think they made me wait till I was five to start taking proper lessons, helmets, stirrups, saddles, all included
0: <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. I love how you said once you caught your breath again. <laughs>
1: exactly
0: <laughs> the bond the bond had been made between you and the horse for permanently and it didn't matter what happened or what what went wrong or what went right you were hooked
1: <laughs> i say all the time it's either in your blood or it's not when it comes to horses some people mm-hmm. are are very frightened or some people are just they don't have that connection to it. For me, you know, as soon as soon as I was anywhere near a horse, that was it for me. I was I was hooked. <laughs>
0: you you were lost. You were lost in the moment because all you could see was the horse and being with the horse and oh oh how I can understand that. <laughs> oh that Absolutely. is beautiful. Oh. Well, as you said then you started At five years old, then started taking the riding lessons and being with the horses. Did you do yoga as you were growing up also, or was this something that came into your life later?
1: So the yoga aspect definitely came into my life later, although I wish I had been more exposed to it because I think it would have then I think it's beneficial for everyone. The younger you can begin, the better off you will be for so many reasons. But for me, I started gently dabbling in yoga during college, um, taking a couple of mm-hmm. classes here and there. It wasn't really a big part of my life. Um, I did enjoy it, but I certainly didn't understand the depths of it at that point. When my mother passed, I was 24 years old, and I know you and I have spoken about that at length previously, but that Mm -hmm. was when I really started to develop a practice. That was when I started to see the results, not only physically, um, but mentally and emotionally coming into the mindfulness of the practice. That sometimes, and I'm a big proponent of going to yoga classes, but sometimes sometimes For me, the mindfulness, the getting in touch with your own body is something that comes from your private practice, from your own quiet space that you can set up in your house or wherever you have alone time, maybe even in your barn if you're blessed enough to have one, um, where you can really tune into yourself. And sometimes being in a class with other people, it's a very different energy and it's a beautiful energy, and I encourage it. But for me and through going through what I was with my mother, losing her, et cetera, that, that tuning in and being able to hear your body communicate to you, I think comes from a certain place of stillness, which is harder to capture when you're taking classes.
0: Oh, oh my. I that is That is incredible how... Really through your mother's passing is what got you involved in the yoga and got you to come in touch with your own body and tune in to yourself. And I agree with you. It's in the stillness that you can come into that. At least it is for me because when you're surrounded with a lot of people and there's noise and different things going on, sometimes it's harder. But when you come into the stillness, you can you can really hear it, and out in nature is a way that I can really accomplish that, tune into your own body. And it is just so it's so touching that it came to you, yoga kind of came to you through your mother's passing. Were you kind of looking for something to help you to deal with the grief and the loss, and would you do you feel that yoga was an answer? that helped you with this?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, but I will also say that I may have chose some other things that were less beneficial physically, mentally, and emotionally. I was um, adrift. I was very mm-hmm. lost. It felt like the anchor of my existence was suddenly gone. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: There were other things going on in my life. I had left the job and the apartment that I had been living in. I had moved back home into the house with my family to help take care of my mother's mother who was who had dementia um, so I was, I was left with more time on my hands than I knew what to do with and trying to find a way to, to balance out what could have been a, a darker trajectory that I would have taken. So I, I started working out. I started going to the gym. I started practicing yoga and trying to focus on the physical. Um, and being able to, to ground myself that way. So I think one of the biggest things that yoga can do for you is to not only bring you into your body, which is which is a, in you know, yoga means union, right? So it literally is the union of the mind, body, and spirit. That's that's what, in essence, it's all about. Um, and so, but I find that it's also able to to ground you, to give you something within yourself to hold on to, where I think a lot of times, especially as we're growing up and when we're in college and high school and we're developing very um, tumultuous times and we tend to seek the external. And for me, I definitely was guilty of that. And so I think yoga gave me the only true grounding that I found um, that, was, that was positive. Um, that was healing, and that kind of always brings you back to that present moment and gives you something within yourself, which at the end of the day, spoiler alert, all you really have is yourself, your body, your own intuition, and your own mind. We can always seek the external, but all of the answers, I believe, that we look for are lie within. And so... Mm-hmm that's the one thing I'll say that I'm grateful for there are others but that's the main thing that I'm grateful for having gone through that is at 24, 25, I I started to tune into that and I think that some people, you know, even into in middle and older ages haven't haven't found that and still seek the external whether it be validation or whether it be um other people's opinions, or needing needing things to validate them, because they have not been able to tune into themselves.
0: Right. Oh, oh, that was so beautifully said. I loved all of that because it brought you into the healing. It brought you into the present moment, and the healing comes from within. Like you said, it it helped you to find the answers that were laying within yourself, rather than externally trying to find like validation like a lot of them, a lot of people do or approval from someone else or something where it's it's right in your heart it's laying right inside of you if you just take that time and go within and find those answers oh that was beautiful and i loved how you said what yoga yoga means it's the union of mind body and spirit and bringing all of that together and like you did you found you found the answers within yourself that was that was beautiful and it helped you to ground to be able to do that because i truly believe you have to ground yourself and then and find yourself to go within and go into your heart and find out what your heart is trying to tell you and that is that's where the answers lay oh uh, that was that was beautiful and touching I love that.
1: Thank you, Joy.
0: <laughs> so so beautiful. Well, does it? The other thing, and with yoga, we're talking, we've talked now kind of about helps with the spiritual side, with the mind side. Is is yoga good on the physical side? Where if someone is having maybe some physical issues, they're dealing with. Do you, have, do you have clients that it has helped in that way as much as it helped you in the spiritual and the emotional side?
1: So I had a very touching moment with a client where she was brand new to yoga. And again, I predominantly work with private clients because mm-hmm. I, the way that I teach, um, the way that yoga has helped me heal from my own physical injuries ironically brought on by falling off of horses, which is why a lot Mm -hmm. of my clients be equestrians because what goes up must come down at some point, inevitably. (laughs) Um, But I did have a client who I was working with, um, very physically active, and I remember and, and she was a friend of mine as well, and so we were chatting as we were working through it, and I remember we 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 did a twist, um, and and she just paused for a second. And I was trying to explain to her what her body was doing, and she just started to well. And she said, This is what I've been missing. This is the missing piece. And it was very touching for me because if I can experience that moment with a client where they they get it internally, mm-hmm. they understand that you are constantly taken out of your body every day, all the time. We live our lives in our heads, 90% of people, maybe Mm -hmm. give or take. And Mm -hmm. to be able to quiet the mind, as we mentioned, and to be able to, to move very slowly, to feel every movement and every breath, and to make sure that not only are you in the present moment but that you are paying attention to all the nuances that even even the most basic of poses is able to awaken it it can be very life changing i always talk about balance poses being some of my favorites for The very simple reason, and I'll use one more story because it was very funny. If you work with any farriers, um, as as I'm sure you have horses, you know farriers, and they are those Mm -hmm. that that put shoes on and take shoes off our horses. And if your horses don't have feet, then they're not rideable. So they're very, very important, and bless all the farriers. Um, But some of them can tend to be gentlemen of a certain age that are a little bit rough around the edges. One of my favorites. We always had lovely banter, and I would always say, you know, farriers are our perfect yoga clients because they put their bodies in such duress. They're always bent over. They're not bent over properly. They're dealing with horses' legs. They're heavy. They're hard workers. They're laborers. And I said to him, I said, okay, so what I'd like for you to do for me is just stand on one foot. And he looked at me as though I had eight heads, and I said, please, just stand on one foot. <laughs> And he did. And I said, and I, and I looked at him, and I kind of said, gave, I gave instructions, you know I, I, you know, I want you to try to engage your core, lift up and in, breathe, keep your eyes on a focus point, all the little things that we say as yoga instructors. And as soon as I, quote, unquote, released him from the pose and said, okay, put your foot down, he looked at me and I said, so were you thinking about anything else? And he was like, no, I was trying not to fall down. And I said, exactly, that's it. When you're practicing yoga, actually in the practice, and balance poses kind of drive that point home, there is – you can't be thinking about anything else. You're too too in yourself for him trying not to fall over, and that's what's great about balance, but you're too – engaged in the present moment in your body, feeling what your body is going through to be worried about your shopping list, to be worried about the bill that you have to pay, to be worried about making dinner, to be worried about the fact that you have to walk your dogs or pick up your kids. Whatever it is, in those moments when it's you with yourself and your body, that's all that it is. And that allows you to truly feel who you are and where you are. And I think that's a very, very intimate thing, and I'm thrilled when I can share that with my client
0: oh oh that was that was a great um example to tell because that that is so true. He was so focused on just balancing on that one foot that all the other thoughts went out of his mind he was into his body thinking, okay, I've got to stand on this one foot, not fall over, and just balance. What a, what a great example and how neat that is, because, and balance, to me, balance, that is so critical with the equestrians, with the riding of the horses, and even the being around them. You're knowing your balance and being aware of where you are with them and everything, I can see where you work with a lot of equestrians on helping them and how yoga could come into play on helping them to improve their riding abilities because they're improving their balance too. Is that kind of an example too that goes back to a rider to help them with their balance?
1: Absolutely. So balance is one of the most important things when you're riding and being aware of your body in space, which once you start to practice yoga, you can become painfully aware of how little you're aware of your body in space. A lot of teachers don't like to utilize mirrors, but I find them very, very useful because you think you look like the image in your mind and a lot, nine times out of ten, it's not. Um, And that's very similar for us as equestrians. We think we might look like that fancy show jumper or that Olympic dressage athlete. And then we we trot by the mirror and, oh, wait, no, we do not. So it's a humbling experience. um, But balance is one of the things. And a lot of times with equestrians, and I will admit that I am the same way, we can be very type A. So I will say that a lot of Myself, clients that I know, a lot of people that I know favor vinyasa yoga because it is quicker. It is more heat-building. It is strengthening. Um, it, you still get the benefits of flexibility, but it is a predominantly, I'll call it a progressive yoga that a lot of people get, get the quote-unquote workout from. And <laughs> while you can definitely get a lot of mindfulness from that practice, and it's very desirable um, for people who may be type A. I find that most of the benefit for equestrians when I can get them to to that place is is the breath and is being in their own body. Because when you're in your own body, you can then feel the horse's body more thoroughly. Mm -hmm. And I find that Mm -hmm. breathing, too. Um, I remember doing a video a couple years back where I was talking about doing a walking meditation while you warm up your horse and trying to breathe with your horse. And that's not an easy thing to do, maybe easier if you're bareback, (laughs) but trying to really tune into the energy of your horse, because that is your partner. That is the being that's going to bail you out, save you, um, mm-hmm. and who you have to trust because it has to come from them as much as it comes from us. So we offer the guidance, but they are the ones with their feet on the ground. So we need to listen to them and treat them as partners. And I know many very accomplished riders do that, but there are also those that that think of or get stuck in the competition mode more. So I truly believe that the balance is there. A lot of riders are very strong. So while they may not need the strengthening aspect, there's nothing that's going to – there's only benefit to be gained from that. Um, Mm -hmm. But the core strength balance and the breath, the mental attunement, the act of being in your own body. Imagine if you can't even or you don't even understand or know how to be in your own body, how – In God's name, can you be in touch with the horse's body?
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, that is so very true. If you have not found the way, if you're still in your mind and your brain and you have not found the way into your own body, how true, how can you connect with the horse's body and be in that, be that partner that's creating together with each other and trusting one another. I love that. I loved all of it. And this interview, this show, has gone so very quickly. I'm like, (laughs) oh, my goodness. We are coming to the close, and there's so many more things to chat about. This is just incredible. Would you please tell our listeners how they may connect with you? Because when they hear this and they're going, she is the one I want to connect with, would you please share the best ways to connect with you, Gia?
1: Absolutely, Joyce. Thank you. So on on all social media, it's at Above Yoga, And my website is com And my email is airsaboveyoga at gmail.com. So those are all of the ways for you to reach out to me with any questions, any way I might be able to facilitate your practice. Whether you have horses or not, I always say it's great for equestrians and anybody who sits in a chair all day because it's a lot of the same tension that we build up in our bodies.
0: Oh, oh thank you so much for sharing that, Dia, because I know there's going to be plenty of them when they listen to this great podcast that we didn't even near get through everything I was thinking of talking about, and I know you had so much more. It's, I will ask then, will you please return back to Robust Lifestyles so we can share more of your knowledge with all of our listeners in July.
1: Thank you. I would love that. Nothing would give me greater pleasure.
0: Oh, oh, thank you so much and the feeling is mutual. It will be a total pleasure to have you back on and I want to wish you a very magical rest of your day, dear.
1: So, I thank you so much. I wish you absolutely the same. And I'm so very grateful and honored to be on Robust Lifestyles yet again. And I can't wait until (laughs) the next time we get to speak about all things horsey and otherwise. Oh, I thank you so much for the kind
0: words. And uh, I am so excited to have you back. And you just enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you again so much.
1: (laughs) so much. You enjoy yours as well.
0: Thank you. And I would like to thank all of our listeners for listening to this absolutely amazing show with another incredible diva, Gia Raquel. Please share this show with your family and friends. Check out all the other hosts and their shows on DivasThatCare.com. And remember some of the golden nuggets that she left with us today, that yoga is a union of mind, body, and spirit, and all of the answers lie within yourself. So take those moments and experience going inside yourself to find those moments. And I want to wish each one of you a very magical day. Be kind to all and give your animals that great big extra hug and share your love with them. Until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram,